0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, we've stepped over into 2010. Friday the 1st of January, and uh, all this week, Colin, you have been urging us to be encouraged really, that uh, the church is to be the light to the world, and we've acknowledged that we are living in difficult times um, here in the UK and elsewhere. Yesterday, you were almost saying that it's amazing how much God has entrusted to us as his body, and he's not called us to fail. He's coming back for his church that will fulfill its destiny. Absolutely, and I just wish everybody a happy Jesus New Year. Uh, <laughs> you now, may this new year be full of Jesus. Now, you 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 said something in in the program earlier in, in the week that many people listening were just church members, and although there would be some leaders listening, perhaps not necessarily uh, everybody would have their leader listening and what can individual believers do to really change the situation in the way that we've been talking about all week well you know any move of the spirit any revival in any church in any situation has to begin with someone and uh, so why shouldn't it begin with you Revivals are birthed out of prayer, not just praying for revival, that's relatively ineffective, but praying to be revived, praying that we as the people of God really will be salt and light for the world, that we really will be the people that are living the gospel, not just those who know the gospel, that our lives are coming more and more in line with God's word because that's how the Holy Spirit wants to operate within us, to bring us into line with his word. That whole process can begin just with one, two, three people in a congregation. Those people can become a catalyst for something that can then spread to others by their witness, by... People seeing that God is doing something new in their lives, things that will cause them to ask questions: What's happened to you? Why? Why why are things different? Why are you so full of expectation, of hope? Why why don't you get depressed and, and concerned about all these things that are happening around us in our society, in the way that other people do? How can you be so upbeat? You see, you become a witness by your changed attitude, your kingdom mentality. And things can spread from there. Yes, of course, individual people need that personal encounter with the Lord in His Word, by His Spirit. And for whole churches to move ahead in the purposes of God, the leadership have to be impacted. But God is able to do that. And certainly we want to be part of churches that really do take the call of God seriously. I mean, the call of God on the body of Christ. That we don't want to be just part of religious institutions that are keeping a religious system going. But we want to be part of the vibrant life of the body of Christ. I mean, what an amazing description of the church. And you see, the scripture doesn't say that the church is like a body. It says the church is the body of Christ here on earth. Oh sure, Paul then teaches that the various parts of that body have to work together, just as in a human body, each part needs all the other parts and have to work together in unity. But this is not just an analogy. It's a description of what the church of Jesus Christ is. It is the body of Christ here on earth. Now, as believers, we would say Christ is far more important and more powerful than any of the world systems that are operating at this time. That the kingdom of God has much greater authority and power than any of the kingdoms of this world. We would say that Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. It's not that one day when he comes again, he will become that, but he already is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what of this new year? Well, we're going to be his witnesses, aren't we? That's what he's called us to be. And you know, that is not just having the courage to tell somebody else about Jesus, although it includes that. But it's allowing your life to radiate the life of Jesus, that people see in you his attitudes, his love, his sense of expectation, his honoring of the Father, his submission to the will of his Father, They see somebody that really is touching God. And you see, if you and I touch God in a real way this year, all those who touch our lives can be touched by God. So it would be an opt-out, wouldn't it, to say, well, there's not much I can do because my leader doesn't do this or doesn't do that, or my church doesn't have this vision or that vision. I mean, come on, let's get started. And I believe, you know, when, when Jesus was talking to the woman at, at the well, the Samaritan woman, he said, the Father is looking for worshippers. These are the kind of worshippers that God is searching for, those who worship in spirit and truth. And Jesus wasn't talking about singing songs and, and psalms and hymns when he said that. He was talking about worship. He was talking about living lives of worship and of honoring God in the way that that um he deserves, is worthy to be honored and praised in our lives. God is searching for worshippers, people who live in the spirit, people who live in the truth, and so when they come together and they worship God, either in their prayer time or corporately in, in worship services, they are expressing what is going on in their lives because they're living by the Spirit, they're walking in truth. Now there's all kinds of challenges to this. The opposition of our own flesh, this is why Jesus said that we have to deny ourselves every day in order to follow after Christ. There's the opposition of the world around us because the world does not live like this and Jesus said the world hated me, it will hate you. Uh, it's rejected me. We'll reject you. So, you know, being hated and rejected at times is is, is not easy, is it? As, and especially, you see, if those worldly standards are allowed into the church, as we saw earlier this week, then we find that Christians start judging one another and refusing to be merciful to one another and, and uh, talking about each other behind their backs and really doing the devil's work becoming accusers of the brethren Uh, and all this really because they're operating under deception because you know uh, it james says that if we know the word of god and don't put it into practice then we deceive ourselves and how much self-deception is there in the church of jesus christ because people who know the word aren't living the word So don't let's look around and be critical and judgmental of the church, of our churches, of our leaders, of our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's not going to be the solution. No, the solution is to understand that we are part of the sovereign purposes of God, that he's working out that purpose and he's working it out through ordinary men and women like ourselves who have become extraordinary because Christ lives in us. And that we can be the salt and the light in our personal lives that God has called us to be. Let us make this decision that during the course of this year, we're going to touch God in as many ways as we can, as often as we can, as really as we can, so that when others touch our lives, they too will receive a touch from God. Is this impossible? No. Do we have to wait for others to have a similar desire? No. Do we have to wait for our church leaders to lead us into this? No. If you're a believer already and you have the Holy Spirit within you, God has opened up the way for you to draw near to the throne of grace. Not a throne of judgment, but a throne of grace. And there you will find mercy. And we all need that because... We all are made so aware of our failure to live up to the full expectations of Jesus Christ. But God doesn't want us to get all negative and despondent about that because his mercies are new every morning. And there at that throne of grace, we will find mercy, but we will also find grace to help us in our time of need. So, beloved, this is going to be good year it's going to be a great year for you and for me it's going to have its challenges there inevitably will be problems there will be times when we will feel that we're just having to cling on to God but in everything he will be working for our good because we love him And we've been called according to His purpose. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.